Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One of the inevitable questions for any ethics of virtue if it's going to be coherent, is what we can call the priority, or indeed, if there's only one, the primacy of the virtues or virtue. Which among the virtues matters the most? Which determines the others, making them virtuous? When we run into conflicts, should one of them give way to the other? Now, here, Cicero is actually staking out a position that he's arguing is really representing Stoic ethics, but is in some respects a departure from it. The Stoics tended to say that, listen, all the virtues are virtue, and we don't really pick and choose which one of them is the most important. Cicero himself has a strong preference for the virtue and the duties associated with justice, in part because of his prioritization of the practical or active life over the theoretical or contemplative life, which is a, again, a reversal as well. That said, towards the end of book one of On Virtues, Cicero has an extended discussion of the priority of justice over at least two of the other virtues. And he makes some interesting arguments that we should look at very carefully. The issue, of course, is of conflicts arising. And you might say, well, how could conflicts arise between virtues? Aren't they good? You know, good things are not going to conflict with each other. You know, the Stoics are all about rationality. It's not rational to pick four virtues that are actually not going to be on the same page. And Cicero is not saying that one of the virtues is bad and one of them is good. He's saying in our lives, we run into situations where it's not the virtues themselves that are coming into conflict, but rather the duties which stem from those virtues. There are duties that stem from wisdom. There are duties that stem from justice. There are duties that stem from courage. That's, that's why this book is called On Duties. And at times they can be in conflict with each other. In this way, we have to determine which of two goods is the better good and follow that. We don't do something bad by not realizing the higher good necessarily, but there's less goodness if we do so. So how does he deal with this? He, he treats three virtues because there's only four cardinal virtues for the Stoics. We have justice versus wisdom. He devotes the bulk of his discussion to that. Justice versus temperance. He doesn't actually say that justice trumps temperance. And then justice versus courage, which really just gets a sentence in part because he's already treated this earlier in book one. So let's look at these arguments. He makes several different arguments in this passage. And some of these are better arguments than others. You may not actually buy into them, but we should at least look at what the arguments are. So Cicero begins by saying, my view is that those duties are closer to nature, which is the stoic sort of criterion. What is actually in accordance with our 
our nature. Those duties are closer to nature, which depend upon the social instinct is how it is being translated here. Communitas is the Latin for it, community. And that is the drive or the impulse that, that gives us the virtue of justice, as Cicero has explained at great length. So he says, those which depend upon the social instinct are closer to nature than those which depend upon knowledge those which stem from wisdom. He's not saying that wisdom is not a great thing, but he is saying that somehow, even for us, the rational animal, justice and its duties are in some sense more important. So what are the arguments that he gives? The first one that he says is suppose that a wise man has a life that with an abundance of everything pouring in on him, he might in perfect peace study, ponder over everything worth knowing. If the solitude was complete, if you never saw another human being, that would actually not be as good of a life. He says he would die. So the wise in some sense need others. They require some sort of human contact. Is this a good argument? It's not a particularly good argument for justice on its face. But if you say that, listen, the duties of justice govern that way in which we live with others, that's plausible. The second argument is much more interesting. Here he actually concedes that wisdom has to do with the highest things, which include the relations between human beings and the relations between gods and human beings. So he says that wisdom, which I have given the foremost place, is the knowledge of things human and divine. So it seems like it would be purely contemplative. Then he says it's concerned also with the bonds of union, the connections, the relations between gods and men and the relations of man to man. So here's where the, the trick is. And, and some people have said this is a very bad argument, but it's actually an interesting argument. If wisdom is the most important of the virtues, as it certainly is, he says, so he's giving a priority to wisdom. It necessarily follows that the duty which is connected with the social obligation is the most important duty. So he's using the very priority of wisdom and the fact that wisdom extends to these relations between human beings and relations of human beings to the divine to say that, well, what is the virtue that actually governs those relations? Justice. So that shows that justice is, in some respect, Although he's just said wisdom is the most important virtue and that in some respect, wisdom becomes the, justice becomes the most important virtue because of wisdom's having this content, which only justice can properly regulate. So that's an interesting argument as well. You might not buy that one. The other arguments that he provides are a little bit easier to wrap our heads around. He says that service is better than mere theoretical knowledge. The study and knowledge of the universe would somehow be lame and defective if no practical results were to follow. Here he's staking out once again the priority of the practical over the merely theoretical, the active life over the contemplative life. And he says these results are best seen in safety guarding human interests. So he says it's essential to human society. So justice ought to be ranked above speculative knowledge. And he says, there's the fourth argument. Even the best people show this by their conduct. Wise people who you know, would be the theoreticians, the scientists, the people just staying in their study and doing their thing when they're called upon by their country to preserve it, to preserve the social bond, or when social order is breaking down, they answer the call. Cicero himself represents this quite well in his own life. 
But you could think of many other people, like the Greek, you know, engineer Archimedes, who, when Syracuse is being attacked, turns his great understanding of natural phenomena into creating weapons to protect his city. So that's an interesting argument as well. He does consider one possible objection. He says, scholars whose whole life and interests have been devoted to the pursuit of knowledge... They haven't failed to contribute to the advantages and blessings of mankind. They've trained many to be better citizens and to render service to their country. And he gives several examples with Plato, the Pythagorean Lysias, and he talks about himself in that respect as well. So in that respect, justice does have a priority over wisdom. Does that mean that we shouldn't cultivate both of them? No, you actually need both of them. And in fact, you do need practical wisdom to help guide you in what justice requires. But developing that disposition of justice coming from the social instinct, communitas, is going to be of prime importance. Let's talk about temperance now. This is interesting because Cicero says, justice does have a priority over the other virtues, but not temperance. Now, why not temperance or moderation? The one argument that he actually gives here has to do with what we could call very hard cases. He says, there are some acts either so repulsive or so wicked, foeda or flagitosa, that even to save one's country, to preserve the commonwealth, to preserve the social order, a wise person won't commit them. There's some things that justice says, no, 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 you cannot, or, or rather moderation says, you cannot do that. You should not subject yourself or more perhaps seduce another into that, even to save your own country. Now, does he provide us examples? No, he does not provide his examples. And it's a little bit comical, why not? He says, Posidonius, who's a very important Stoic thinker, has made a large collection of them. But some of them are so shocking, so indecent, it seems immoral even to mention them. So he doesn't provide us with any concrete examples of what this would include or encompass. But the argument here is that there are certain things that go against temperance, moderation, decency, that a person will not commit even to save their society. Again, is that a great argument? Perhaps not. Justice versus courage. This one is very straightforward. Cicero deals with this in one line. As I mentioned, he talks about this earlier in On Duties, in discussing courage. Courage lacking justice, but also lacking wisdom, is not really courage. It's just a kind of wildness, or as he's going to call it, uh, translated here, brutality and savagery, right? In Latin, feritas, wildness, and imanitas, right? So without the governance of justice guiding it, then courage turns into a bad thing. So the duties of justice are going to trump the duties of courage, or they're at least they're going to supervene upon them and guide them. Now, this is a discussion sort of wrapping up book one. Cicero is clearly saying where he stands on this. There are four cardinal virtues. And for him, although wisdom is in some respects the best of them, justice turns out to be the most important and the most determinative of these virtues. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. 
Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.